You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I am Martina Cunha and you are listening to Backstage Talk. Hello everyone, welcome back. I am excited today to have over a writer and composer of musicals. I have Jeffrey Schmelkin with me. He is a musical theater writer, composer, and music director based in New York City. His work has been presented around New York, including 54 Below and the Midtown International Theater Festival. Under his belt, he has four shows, one that will be premiering off-Broadway tomorrow. And that is really exciting. Uh, Jeffrey, welcome to Backstage Talk. It's an honor to have you. Thank you so much. Are you, are you kidding? <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. It's an honor for that you asked me to do this. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself for our listeners. Yeah, sure. Um, hi, I'm Jeffrey. Um, I write music and I write musicals. Um, I uh, got my Bachelor of Science in Music Composition um, at Hofstra University. Um, and from there, I really you know, put my own emphasis on musical theater. Um, I've, your, your intro covered it all. Um, I've done some work uh, for festivals and at 54 Below. Um, and yeah, you know, just uh, living it up here in New York City, um, trying to, trying to make, make it all work. It's um, uh, a little challenging at times, but we love it. Um, and, you know, I, I couldn't, couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. It's it's a nice challenge to tackle. Like I mean, it's New York. <laughs> yeah, and it's beautiful. But how did you end up in the entertainment industry? That is a good question. Um, so when I was six years old, um, my I have an older sister. I have two sisters, but my older sister. Um, when I was six years old, she was uh, you know like super Broadway fan. Um, still is not so much anymore, um, but still, still passionate about it. Um, and I remember I saw uh, Wicked uh, right when it opened, um, and you know that that A minor that opens the show. Um, that's really, I remember in that moment just feeling um, so in awe of um, theater and the whole the whole process and the whole industry. Um, but you know, when I was when I was six, and then very young, I I was sort of told that um, you know theater isn't a viable career option. Um, so then I I come from a, a medical family. Um, so then forever I thought you know I, I'm going to be a doctor. Um, I, I was very passionate about uh, genetics, and maybe I'd be uh, an endocrinologist or um, 
something something in medicine, but then I realized it's probably better for the patient if I'm not a doctor. <laughs> um, so and and yeah, so so uh, in middle school and high school, theater and early music had been uh, more of just a, a, a passion, a hobby. Um, and then it wasn't until uh, the end of high school that I realized, oh, maybe I can uh, go into this, you know, as as my career. Um, and that's that's really how it started. And that was the beginning of it all. Started with Wicked, going through high school, and music was the road to go. Not medicine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not medicine. So you went to college. Uh, you got your your degree in music and music composition, right? Yes. And from the start, you knew that it was going to be musical theater, not only not anything else. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I so when I when I went into it, um, I had already had my first musical furniture the musical um, premiere at the Midtown International. Um, Natalie Leifson wrote the book and music. Um, and yeah, so, so from the end, end of high school, uh, so the, the summer after senior year is when we premiered the show. Um, so that's really what solidified for me. Um, I'm going to go to school for music. Um, but then from doing that show, I realized like, I want to do, uh, I want to do theater. Um, but the amazing thing is that my degree is not in musical theater. It's in music. Um, so I learned, uh, all these different, um, uh, techniques and all these different influences and backgrounds and history and all these different ways of, uh, looking at music, not just Western tonal. Um, and, you know, I think that having that education and having, uh, all those different perspectives on music, um, really aided in, um, you know, the, the composition process um, for anything, and especially in, in theater. I love it. Let's talk a little bit about your past projects before we, we go deep into the show that's premiering off-Broadway. Um, you have three other musicals. They are titled Untitled Time, <laughs> Furniture, and What's Wrong with the World, right? Talk to us a little bit about Untitled Time, then Furniture, then What's Wrong with the World. Yeah, so Untitled Time is, um, I guess, what you could call my passion project. Um, it's a it's a show that's very personal to me. Um, I wrote uh, the score, the book, the lyrics, all of it. Um, and it really tackles um, mental health. Um, I feel that in a lot of mainstream um, culture, there's not glorification, but sensibilization um, of mental health issues. Um, and while I do recognize that that is getting better slowly, um, I really wanted to, to put a piece out that's more accurate. Um, I feel that when we start accurate conversations, um, that's really when we'll, um, you know, start to get more accurate answers uh, and reduce stigma and hopefully save lives. Um, yeah. I love it. And how, how about furniture? Furniture is, um, so I was, I was on Skype with 
my friend Natalie in high school. Um, and uh, she said to me, wouldn't it be funny if I wrote a monologue about um, a chair that's in love with its human, but the human doesn't know. Um, and I was like, yeah, like, go, go for it. And she wrote this monologue and I was like, that's amazing. Um, and eventually we developed it and we turned it into a musical um, all about uh, sentient furniture. Um, when people ask about it, I say, think like Toy Story, but R-rated. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's that's a really fun one. And What's Wrong With The World? What's Wrong With The World um, was my show at 54 Below. Um, I moved to Manhattan in the summer of 2018. Um, I'd been living here every summer um, while I wasn't at school. Um, and I had a job lined up, but then last minute, you know, it fell through. Um, and I, um, I found myself in New York with, with nothing to do. Um, so I got a different job that supported me. Um, but then I was like, I, I want to do a show. I still want to do a show. I was supposed to be working on a different show. Um, so very, very quickly, probably too quickly, um, I wrote the song cycle, What's Wrong With The World, um, and we produced it in a month uh, at 54 Below. Um, and it was a lot of fun, uh, just you know, having something to work on and uh, working with, with my friends. Um, it's always a nice time um, when, you're, when you're making theater and making art with people that you really enjoy. Um, so yeah, and that's, that's really about, um, it's self-reflection. Um, uh, it goes into, uh, topics of, um, it's a, a very raunchy show, um, probably the most that I've done to date. Um, but it goes into uh, all these different areas of life and then it closes out with, um, what's wrong with the world? Like, that's the question. And then uh the last song is called is it me um and yeah but it's a another very very fun project okay for furniture one of your friends had a monologue and you worked towards that right for the other two shows what was the beginning of the project how did you start writing the songs did you start it with lyrics or with music um What's your, your like working process? Uh, I get this question a lot, actually. Um, and it's, it's different for every, for every project. Um, smaller, actually, it's different for every song. Um, so for Untitled Time, I actually had written a short story um, when I was in middle school. Um, and then, you know, over the years, it, it grew to a play, and then it grew to um, a short musical and... Uh, Eventually, now it's a two-hour, forty-five-minute, uh, fully orchestrated um, show that we're we're trying to get up somewhere. Um, but the 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 process um, it it really depends. Sometimes I uh, I start with a little musical hook and I expand it, and then I add lyrics and um, you know go from there and make edits. Um, other times, uh, for the, the most recent show, actually, um, that's very lyric heavy. Um, I, <laughs> I'm a composer. I don't 
claim to be a lyricist, um, <laughs> but you know, we do it. Um, and so I really started with the lyrics um, for my most recent works. Um, <clears throat> and then I go from there where I'll, um, you know, like make little voice memos of like, ooh, like this, on this word or this fragment, this should sound like this. Um, and then I'll go and I'll notate it um, and then play around with um, harmonies. And um, and then the fun part of really using my composition uh, background, uh, going through, you know, um, like, ooh, I want like a, a, a um, an applied dominant here or, um, you know, it's just, uh, the whole process of um, uh, painting, painting a score. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's art. <laughs> it's like building a Lego. <laughs> you have a, yeah. a lot of pieces and you just mix them up. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, Choosing the best ones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about the show you are Taking off Broadway, it's called The Parts I Keep Inside. What does the musical sound like? What does it sound like? Ooh, um, come hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, it's um, very contemporary musical theater. Um, uh, it's very uh, introspective. It's probably the most personal work I've done. Um, You know, I'm talking about the parts I keep inside, like, yeah, it could be a little um, ambiguous, but no, it's the things I keep inside that I don't tell anybody um, in, a, in a musical. Um, yeah. And what does this story cover? Talk a little bit about the characters, the storyline. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I guess each character, um, they're not really named... Um, but each one is a different part of um, myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so really the, the conception of this, this work came <laughs> right out of COVID. Um, I wanted to put something out there that, you know, like right now we're missing human connection and we're missing yeah. Yeah. Um, contact. And I actually once, um, I once had a conversation with uh, Sam Carner um, And we were talking about um, building, building songs um, <clears throat> from a story point of view. Mm -hmm. And he was explaining to me that the more specific you can get um, with your details, the more an audience will relate. Um, so I got super specific. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and, you know, I'm, the, the show does talk about my own experiences, but... Um, The, the, the goal and the hope is that anybody listening uh, will be able to listen to these stories and listen to this music and say, oh, maybe I wasn't in this exact same situation, mm -hmm. but I completely understand the feeling. Um, and yeah, it, it tackles um, embarrassment and vulnerability and a little romance and a little heartbreak and um, a, a little bit of everything. Um, I, I literally wrote down a list of things I don't tell anybody, um, things that I'm a little embarrassed to tell people, things that I, you know, want to keep secret. Um, and then I turned each one into a song. Um, you know, some, some fiction here and there. 
um, as, you know, artistic liberty. But yeah. Uh, generally, yeah, that's, uh, that's really, really it. And you can, you can track um, really a, a, a character arc through um, each song. Um, and I, I, <laughs> does that answer your question? <laughs> it does, it does, and I love it. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> excited to l- like listen to it and to see it. How has been the journey to taking this show to Off-Broadway? Oh, um, it's been scary, but amazing. Um, I have a friend, Ryan Myers, who um, recently started his own uh, production company called Try Entertainment. Um, and he's really passionate uh, about about this project. Um, I was talking with him, and he was like, "Yeah, like let's let's produce this." Um, he's been amazing um, producing this. Uh, you know, I I've been self producer for um, many of my previous works, um, but it's really really nice to uh, sort of pass those reins over to Rai, um, and. Yeah, so so after we we chatted about it, um, I think I only had like two or three songs written, mm-hmm. um, and you know this was uh, like June twenty twenty. You know, um, pandemic's not going away anytime soon. Um, so I really um, really had the luxury, which I actually hadn't had before, to take my time. Um, writing these, writing these songs, making them exactly how I wanted them to sound. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the the pandemic was and still is awful um, for for everybody. Um, I don't want to say that it, it was a luxury. It was not. Um, but uh, silver lining, I did have that. I did have that time that I normally wouldn't have had. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah so I ended up finishing uh, finishing all the music and then I sent it to Rai and uh, he loved it which was um, amazing <laughs> for me I was uh, wasn't uh, expecting that um, and just how passionate he is about about the work um, it's uh, it's really great to great to see great to hear. Um, so yeah, so he reached out to many of his contacts um, and he booked us at the Triad Theater, um, which is an off-Broadway space, which is amazing and super exciting. Um, and yeah, as soon as that contract was signed, we, you know, we went right, in, right into casting, we went right into um, uh, preparing all the materials, we went right into marketing, we were, you know, it just, once that, uh, once the time and date was set, we hit the ground running. We were like, all right, here's what we have to do. Let's get it done. Um, and yeah. I love it. So you're premiering um, this week. Yes. When, where, how, how much is this show? Like you, you just mentioned the theater, but will you have um, a limited run or how is that going to work? So, so our listeners can get a bit of information if they're in New York and they want to see the show. Yeah, of course. Um, so right now we are a one night only uh, performance. Um, you know, coming right out of COVID, um, we really have to gauge um, uh, audience and uh, every every little aspect of 
um, of the industry to see, um, you know, like, do we, are we going to take this for a limited run? Are we going to, um, it's all, all up in the air, um, things that there were, things that we're discussing. Um, so right now it's only, it's a one night only thing. Um, I'll let you know if that changes, um, but we will be July 31st, 7 PM. Um, tickets are on sale at triadnyc.com. Um, uh, we have $30 tickets and a two drink minimum. Um, it'll be a nice, enjoyable, hopefully, <laughs> uh, experience for everyone, everyone involved, everyone uh, in the audience. And we're just, we're so excited. Um, we're actually gonna be one of the first shows um, to be back at 100% capacity. Um, when Ryan and I started talking about this, we decided we were like, we don't know when this is going to be. Is this going to be in March? Is this going to be, you know, in 2023? Like, <laughs> when is this? When are we doing this? And we decided that as soon as it's feasible to be back at 100% capacity, um, that is when we were doing this show. Um, and it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a welcome back in a sense um, to um, theater lovers, theater goers, theater mm -hmm. makers. Um, and we're just we're so excited to be able to share it and after the show will we get a cast recording or will you record it for further promotion um people outside new york outside the states will be able to see it for a fee or something um so that actually currently it's something that we're discussing um i can't really say too much on that quite yet um but we are very hopeful um that we're uh, gonna get recordings and um, we we want to make it as accessible as we can um, for you know people who aren't um, maybe not in a in a place where they can come to New York or mm -hmm. um, yeah we're we're making everything happen and I will <laughs> We'll keep you up to date on that. Please do. Well, yeah. Jeffrey, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. It's been great knowing you, knowing your work. Uh, listeners, if you are in New York, please go support the parts I keep inside. Uh, I will post everything, any information you need to know in the podcast description. Jeffrey, before we go, one last question. Yeah. Well, two, actually, for you. <laughs> Top five musical theater composer influences oh that is a good question all right um i in no particular order <laughs> um okay stephen schwartz definitely um you know because wicked first show um and just good music um anything that he writes i just i connect with it so much um tom kit i lo love tom kit yeah i love it too um uh, his his time changes are really what get me. Um, Jason Robert Brown, um, Janine Tesori, and oh man, there's there's so many. Um, one more. Oh, one more, one more. Uh, yikes. Um, uh, hold on, let me. <laughs> Still a little early. Uh, let me look at my look at my books. Who do I have? Yeah, um, Beethoven. Honestly, I I connect with his work um, uh, in my in my studies. Um, you know, there are those composers that like you play because you have to. Um, 
but whenever I would be assigned uh, to play or to study Beethoven, um, that was the most the most fun for me. The most um, I feel like I have a, a connection to him. I mean, he died however long ago, um, but yeah, those five. <laughs> awesome. And top five favorite musical theater shows. Oh, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, number one is Wicked, probably. <sighs> Number one is Wicked. Um, I love um, the last five years. I love Fun Home. I love, um, oh man. Honestly, I love Bear. Um, uh, I love uh, Next to Normal for so many reasons. Um, and, you know, back on the Tom Kit train, um, If Then, um, the music in If Then is, ah, one of some of the best. Um, you can tell I'm very, very contemporary. Yeah. Um, uh, oh man. Wow. But those were five, six. Actually. That was five. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Then we're good. I did yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming over. It's been amazing. I wish you the best with this show. I know it's going to be great and I cannot wait for what the future will bring for you and for this show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And I, I would just like to add, um, you know, while um, while we're on a platform such as this, um, just to anyone listening, um, be kind. <laughs> um, I I feel that um, there's you know so much going on in the world right now, um, in you know almost every aspect. Um, and we're we're working and we're trying to make it better. Um, but I think that a lot of it, you know, just just be kind, treat each other nicely. Um, I'd I'd love to see some more kindness in the world. But um, yeah, just wanted to wanted to add that while while we have people listening. Um, of course. But yeah, but thank you so much for having me on. Um, honestly, so so honored um, and humbled when when you reached out. I was like, me, because um, I I had heard of your podcast before. I, I knew um, others you've talked to, um, and I was like, me. <laughs> you want, why? What have I done? Like, why do you want to talk to me? Um, but, well, why not? You're yeah. taking a show off Broadway. You've you've written a couple musicals, so that's nice. Yeah, well, I really appreciate it. And it's been so lovely meeting you and uh, chatting with you. And hopefully we can, you know, hang out when you're in the city. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 